Hey, Crystal. Hi, Davey. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Um, I think we misspoke in our previous one, actually, that uh, it was recorded in 2018, but it was actually recorded in 2017. I don't know. Oh, that's definitely me trying to be smooth about it when I clearly was not. <laughs> it's all good. Um, I think uh, I th- we, uh, we were chatting a little earlier, but we should just talk about kind of two things in this podcast. I think we should talk a little bit about, um, you know, just reflect a little on 2017, uh, which I'll give everybody the high level answer for me it was kind of a shit show <laughs> <laughs> a then, lot of things happened to you yeah bad but a lot of bad <laughs> i don't know it was, it was fine um you know hashtag life um and hashtag then life and then let's talk a little bit about like actually what we're excited about for 2018 i think that would be kind of a really great way to kind of launch ourselves into this uh this new year here yes i am very optimistic about 2018 um yeah. I I would like to be a little bit more creative and I would like to be a little bit more bold um, just with my own, you know, career and my own ambitions to start developing my own content. We had talked about it earlier. Um, content really is king. I'm glad you agree. Yeah. And I think that I would like to better develop my own voice. And I'm, I'm, you know, hosting a show called This Is SF, and that's going to be on CBS um, early uh, January, February, March. So I'm just really excited about that. So shameless plug. Yeah. um, If you have local TV, you know, it might be worth checking in. It's a lifestyle show where uh, it's called This Is SF, visiting businesses in the San Francisco Bay Area. And my favorite part is being able to meet the entrepreneurs behind these businesses and eat at restaurants, bakeries, and, you know, indulge my inner foodie. So <laughs> I, I just want to, you know, reserve 2018 to making the most out of that opportunity, but also developing my own voice to tell, you know, interesting stories, um, whether it's about the executive chefs and the experiences, but also just to, you know, have something for future crystal to look back on and hopefully people who are also interested in food interested in the same things i like um to kind of you know go hang out and and contribute to and uh enjoy so uh that in addition to just maintaining my fitness goals i'm not as disciplined about it as you are davy <laughs> um in fact <laughs> like we were just talking about uh you know 23 and me just before the podcast recorded and um i was looking over my boyfriend's 23 and me report and there is actually a gene associated with the likelihood of whether you run marathons or not so um it is really really crazy so um if you have gotten any genetic testing done like be sure to look for that because it might end up shedding light on why some people are just huge fitness aficionados while others just don't have that same propensity so obviously genes are only a part of the equation environment um, and lifestyle is, you know, like 60% of it. Yeah. 60, 40, I would say. But, um, yeah. So I'd say be more creative, write more, blog more, um, embrace the, the TV hosting opportunities some more, and then also just stay in shape and, um, you know, keep doing my, my sit-ups. And I heard, I, I heard, and I'm not planning, I'm not even married yet. I don't, I'm not even engaged, but I did hear that, um, if you are going to be pregnant and like be able to do sit-ups and work out, you have to already have abs before getting pregnant. Yeah. Like I can't. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Otherwise, like I end up 
um, the, the woman ends up being at risk for something called like abdominal distension, which is just a really awful condition where your muscle fibers essentially, from what I understand, I could be wrong, but the muscle fibers just like split because they're, what? you know, cause you, you have a baby. Yeah. So like, you know, the line that separates yeah. the, um, the, your, your abs down the center. Yep. Um, like, like your abs can just essentially distend and like essentially tear along what? those lines. If you, yeah, if you don't have, um, you know, stable ab muscles. Like but that means if pregnant. you're still doing setups while you are pregnant. Um, well, the or... thing is, is, if you already have the abs, get pregnant, you can still do sit-ups. Right, right, right. While pregnant, throughout right. your pregnancy. But if you don't have abs and you haven't been doing your sit-ups and then you get pregnant and then suddenly you're in your, you know, second, third, fourth, fifth month and you're doing sit-ups, that yeah, yeah, yeah. is when that's when that's when distance. that's when yeah because your ab muscles there are already weakened probably by the pregnancy correct and then now correct. you're straining them to do your crunches and exactly and they're just like they, and they just give out probably yeah they yeah. give out because yeah, there isn't like, like the dude, existing working out. mesh network yeah. yeah there isn't like the density of muscle fibers from existing abs so i just you know i, I don't just plan planning on... for the future you're planning for the just future just planning for the future planning for the future so those, those seeds got to keep, keep those, my abs there keep those abs keep those abs <laughs> keep those abs in check <laughs> keep the abs in check make sure they don't disappear on me that's because right. I would hate to just wake up for a glass of water one night or actually, you know, to wake up to go pee because that's actually what pregnant women probably do most. Um, <laughs> and then suddenly it's like rip and like my stomach just like can't hold itself together or like my abs can't, you know, my tummy muscles just can't hold itself together. That's like my worst nightmare. So that's, that's, I'm just. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing that with me. You're like extreme oh, okay. phobia. <laughs> yes, yes. No, no filter. I'm sure, you know. Yeah. Oh, but it's like. I don't think, yeah, like just getting out of bed, like, I don't think you're going to do, like, a full-on sit-up, but, like, maybe that's <laughs> yeah, how you no, get you out of bed, so I, I don't want to pass judgment. <laughs> but at the same time, like, you know, I think you're taking something, like, a little too extreme, but, you know, again, totally. it's just my opinion. I'm not I a know, medical I'm professional. <laughs> I'm being paranoid. I'm just trying to clue you in on an experience that's you right. will never have to have. Yeah, 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 I'm sure I, I know, in the future, I think, uh, yeah, I just think I'd have to be just the most supportive, understanding, supportive most patient spouse. person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just to yeah. help uh, help my spouse through that. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think a lot of the same stuff that you're doing, aside from like the TV hosting thing, like I'm not going to be doing that in 2018. But uh, a lot of the same stuff, I think, on my end um, is actually what excites me too. It's, um, you know, definitely being creative, I think, and finding outlets for creativity, I think is something that I'm looking to do in 2018. Uh, I have like a lot of like side interests right now. And I think the big problem is how do I build the pretty much the habit of constantly creating new content? Um, mm -hmm. Like the, something I did in 2017 towards the end, it was doing a lot of um acro yoga and then doing like photography around acro yoga and that's just been amazing oh, just seeing yeah. like just like just humans who are just am like amazing at like so many like just with such great body control and such great like core strength and abs and balance and it's really amazing um so uh, i'm digging your palace of fine arts photos oh yeah though those photos were it was so much that fun doing those awesome. photos. Um, yeah. Uh, 
just and yeah the you know like and it's it's three folks um you know uh scott is the the gentleman and then uh and then it was ellie and and liz and just that was such a fun day just doing the, that that photo shoot was like the most fun i've had in quite some time and they were just super like okay with it you know they're trying to do the pose they're trying to lock in the pose and they just do like these complicated poses so effortlessly and i'm just like shit how are you able to do that and then eventually you just talk to them and you're like yep just a lot of practice just like everything else mm-hmm. <laughs> right like how do you balance yourself like that it's like well davy i've done this before um and i'm like oh that's right and like every weekend you practice this and you go to like classes for this and you do retreats for this i'm like and you teach this and i'm like oh my god like <laughs> so at some point i'm just like i was like it's just so cool to be around professionals at like whatever it is um and and that's really fascinating for me um so that's one piece is like how do i find more avenues for creativity and maybe it's just more acro yoga photos or um but at the same time i want to like start writing more i think that's something that you share with me for 2018 as well is i just want to get better at writing i I, some days i find writing to be like the most painful experience right Mm -hmm. it's like so hard to take your thoughts put it down um and you know then you start overthinking them uh, i think that's like a yeah. big problem that i have too um it's a double-headed beast in the sense that you're trying to write more also trying to post more because the posting is a whole other that's right. area it's it's like when people say i want to cook more it's like well actually you want to you have to break it down into shopping more and <laughs> then actually preparing more and yeah. then cooking more because it's a multi-step process and then cleaning that, more yeah right and you're sitting there like oh my gosh this is actually a big commitment yeah but i think i don't know like i I, i'm i think i actually want to cook more in 2018 as well um i just think eating out is uh uh if i ate out every day i think that i wouldn't enjoy the act of eating out does that make sense it's like a really Mm -hmm. weird like i'd rather use eating out as like a treat so anyway right as opposed to the norm yeah, I, I, I can't eat out every day. That would just be crazy. I just feel, I don't, I don't know. Like, part of me still wants to create things and then and then eat the hell out of it. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I would love to eat out at home. I mean, eat at home more. I'm still investing in all of the little sauces that they have at Asian restaurants. Ooh, yeah. Because I just, you know, you and I, we're <laughs> Asian, clearly. We love, like, the Asian flavors. And so yeah. I... With, you know, I'm, I'm in the process. I have my sesame oil. I have my garlic sriracha. press. I have my sriracha. But all the little things like galangal and ginger mm, and yep. scallions and chives and um, the different types of rice wines, the hoisin sauce, oh, yeah, the sauce. seafood exo sauce, right? Like all the different sauces that really make a difference. I'm like probably only a quarter of the way there. It's like It's like Pokemon. You just got to catch them all. And... Ooh, by the way, Generation Three Pokemon just came out. So, if you're into that game, <laughs> not, there's some I new Pokemon I can't, to be caught. I can't, I, I can't run around San Francisco chasing Pokemon. <laughs> I got so many other, <laughs> I got so many other problems in my life. I just I can't, I can't commit to having a, you know, catching Pokemon as a goal for 2018. Uh, even though that game just fascinates me, I am just so like so overwhelmed by the the game mechanics in that thing is yes. just amazing it's absolutely 
Niantic will come out with a Harry Potter version too, which I can't wait for. Oh yeah! Yay! I heard I heard everybody's just gonna lose their mind for that one. Uh, but it makes sense. It totally makes sense. Like, what a great idea! What a great idea to print cash. <laughs> yep. Um, yep. Yeah, and then and then back to back to goals for twenty eighteen. I think fitness is just another one, right? That's something that just. It's always on my mind, you know, from like previous podcasts, like my commitment to like teaching, um, all these different things. So, um, but I, yeah, I, I just think that like the way that I think about 2018, though, aside from all of these regular kind of like buckets, if you will, is just how much better I will be in 27, uh, 2018 than I was in 2017, right? Like uh, the thing that always motivates me is like, I think of myself in like three different like people. I, I think of like there's a past Davy, there's a present Davy, and then there's a future Davy, right? Mm. So for me, like present Davy, which is hello, that's me right now, uh, loves past Davy because he's so much better than past Davy in X Y Z ways, right? Like I'm a skinnier, I'm like in better shape, I am able to cook this other thing or whatever. Present Davy is, however, also frustrated about future Davy because future Davy is better than present Davy in so many other ways too, mm-hmm. right? And so it's kind of like what, like, how do I paint a picture of future Davy um, that present Davy is like really like aspiring to be, right? Mm-hmm. And and I think that's how I'm going to be viewing it because 2017, and we didn't really reflect on 2017, but 2017 was crazy, right? Like. Just aside from just the constant barrage of like news, <laughs> that just like uh, and, fake news, it was just so real distracting. News. It was just so distracting for me personally. And then there was just like a lot of other things uh, that happened uh, for me personally. Um, like one of them I'll share is uh, my uh, maternal grandmother passed away, and she was like uh, the huge part of my life. I actually ended up writing something about her. Uh, if folks want to like check that out, but. Uh, it just made me realize, like, you know, kind of the mortality in all of us. And it was just a really hard time in kind of, like, the July time frame. Um, but uh, I just think that, like, you know, there was just so much sadness that I exhibited in 2017, um, personally, um, through, like, family stuff. And then, you know, just <laughs> just opening up Google News, <laughs> like, which yeah, my browser's, uh, browser defaults to. And, you know, but at the same time, like, there's moments where, um, where I still saw, like, a lot of, like, brightness in the world, too, at the same time, uh, that there, and it's really weird, because I think, like, the news producers or, uh, folks are always thinking about how do I, like, emotionally, like, capture everybody's attention, right? Like, to like get more eyeballs so that I can sell more ads so that I can make more money. And 2017 was just amazing for like a news producer, right? Or just like everything's there. But I just wish, and this is probably my hope for 2018 is that like, there's just more positive stories um, and positive events in my life that I can latch onto. Um, uh, Kind of just, I don't know. I think the world needs more of that rather than like all of these like, you know, everybody just like yelling at each other or everybody just saying the most sensationalistic thing at the given time. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. I would agree with that. I'd say the entire news cycle right now has become incredibly emotional and very based around um, inciting a response. Right. Uh, as opposed to just reporting the news. I mean, actually, the irony is is actually reporting the news, like just featuring the things that Donald Trump is saying, for instance, um, is already emotionally charged. Like, right. The news doesn't have to do anything to make it to to make it an emotional thing. But he also was very smart when he, before he ran for office, he knew to poll and to understand which issues would incite a response. Right. And he just made those the cornerstones of his platform. Um, And yeah, you know, I think I I would like to think that our democracy and our country is strong enough um, to withstand anything. Um, Mm -hmm. it, It is not comforting that it's only 200 and, you know, 42 years old. But I, you know, but I do think that our constitution will be able to weather a lot. Uh, I am worried, however, about North Korea. I'm really worried about um, nuclear arms. And I don't have a lot of faith in politicians to be able to make the right decisions for us. But we also don't have any other option. So, like, I would like to stick my head in the sand and say everything's going to be okay because we have something called the constitution. We have something called, you know, the the three branches of government and diplomats yes Mm -hmm. exactly and like the power of negotiation like have we learned anything from the cold war well maybe it's that talking actually does help at the end of the day so i I just feel i think a lot of people of our generation feel very um we feel very you know apathetic as well as disillusioned and and the, the funny thing is is the only antidote to that is going to war historically speaking um yeah, which I don't want to do. No, but it's like we, we kind of do need something to rally us around if we're if we're going to stop talking about he said she said and all this bipartisan bullshit. Yeah, no, it's it's just really frustrating. But at the same time, it's just like you know what do you, what do you do right? Like you know like you know I it's kind of fascinating. It's like I I still have faith in the institutions, whereas like the people themselves is kind of like gives me a little bit pause for concern right Mm -hmm. but i think that like i still believe in the office of the like the presidency right yes that it is the most powerful position on the face of this earth that it is like a beacon of light for like the rest of the world that democracy is you know the best form of government right and you know at the same time right like there is you know like you know, there is like the will of the people. And then there's also like you, but at the same time, you should still vote your conscience. And I think that it's like a standard thing that everybody struggles with. But you know, because there's so many different perspectives on what's right and what's wrong. And everybody can argue everything, right. And I think that that's kind of right. getting to the point where I sit there and I'm just like, man, it's just <laughs> like, I probably wouldn't solve it this way. But at the same time, like, you know, like the worst thing we could do is nothing, right? And mm-hmm. um, actually, the worst thing we could do is just sit there. Uh, this is the funniest thing I, I heard the other day, which is uh, like the worst thing we could do is actually just complain, right? And uh, somebody the other day said this funny sentence, which was Twitter is people who do nothing complaining about people who do something, but they want them to do more. Yep. Does that make sense? Like people who do nothing no, that's absolutely are right. literally sitting on Twitter complaining about people who are doing something, 
and their criticism is that they wish that that person was doing more. Well, I mean, the people who are doing something are oftentimes people paid by our taxes. So there is the expectation that some of these people need to be doing more. Right. But at the same time, right, right. Uh, you're not like a cashier at Walmart, right? Like, I, you know, you're already doing something. You're probably trying to feed, feed your family. You're trying to, you yeah. know, no one works minimum wage jobs like that unless there was a reason, right? But all of these high-profile figures, I think your, your authority does beckon the scrutiny because you're in public office. We're talking about politicians here. Like, you do have a responsibility to do something because that's literally why we pay you well yeah because otherwise if you don't do anything you're not going to get reelected, right like mm-hmm. what have you done for me lately is like the common refrain in politics totally uh, <laughs> and it's like oh well well that was last cycle so what have you done for me lately um but yeah i i don't know i'm, I'm still like I just think that when compared with 2017, I think 2018 is just going to be way better. <laughs> that's like yes, my general. The, that's like my general approach to it, right? No, I, I love it. I think like uh, you know to keep the human spirit growing brightly. Yeah. That is a good approach to have. Like tomorrow will be better than today. Tomorrow that's will right. be better than today, and be it's better. in our power to make it better. And that's an incredibly, I think, uh, it's an it's a very empowering kind of mentality to have and we can choose to have that mentality oh uh, yeah and, and we should choose to have that mentality right because mm-hmm. otherwise it's like no i'm gonna get worse each day it's kind of like a really shitty way of living life oh man you should you should spend some time on reddit if you think that those people don't exist oh, I know. <laughs> there are plenty of people who are like oh okay well tomorrow sucks today sucks tomorrow's gonna suck even more harumph um, and, and that, there's a place for that as well. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the internet. And that's, I would say. that's the internet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking the internet. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that, you know, I think that there's going to be so many new adventures. I think that our podcast will just only get better. Um, one of the things that's, you know, and this is me just thanking you for, you know, being, uh, a great partner in crime in, in making this podcast is, uh, and I was telling a friend the other day about about this podcast and what we're trying to do here, and uh, she asked like, "So wait, why are you guys doing this?" And one of the reasons that I gave her was to actually be a better speaker. I think uh, to help both of us out in you know being able to like communicate better. I will be really honest. I say ums and ahs and likes and all these different words, and hearing myself and recording myself and then like re-listening to it. Kind of makes me a little embarrassed, <laughs> to be quite frank. Wow. Um, but then I listen, now I listen so much more acutely to like newscasters and broadcasters. And I'm so floored at how able they are to clearly communicate with just their voice. I don't know if you've noticed that. Have you noticed that a little bit more? Oh, I do all the time. In fact, uh, I, I say a lot of ums and likes as well, especially when I'm being incredibly conversational. When I'm trying to record this podcast or when I'm speaking on stage or giving a presentation, I really just try to treat every word as if it was written down in an essay. Right. Because I wouldn't want to dilute the quality of any word that comes out by throwing in useless words. Not to say it doesn't flow in now and then, especially during Q&A when I'm off script and I'm just riffing. But this podcast has been really helpful because it forces us to speak 
as if we were professionals. And, um, yeah, like that's something I can always get better at. And it's, I don't know. I, I now count the number of likes that I hear when I hear someone who is trying to explain something, um, say, and it's, it's a lot, a lot of people say like, uh, it's almost sometimes every fourth word. Yep. I've noticed the same thing too. Just when communicating, I'm actually a little bit more careful about the words that I say, even in person, not just on this mm-hmm. podcast. Uh, I've noticed a huge improvement in my conversational style, which is amazing. And it's only been a few episodes, you know, and this has just been really good practice, really good practice. So I thank you for that. And, uh, you know, here's the 2018 and a whole bunch of more episodes. Yes, here's the 2018. And thanks, Davey. You're really fun to talk to. And I wouldn't be doing this if you weren't a super cool bro. <laughs> I guess I'd say the same <laughs> thing about you, but I probably wouldn't use bro. <laughs> you can call me bro. You can call me bro. You can call me sis. You can call me bro. It's all good. Bro. All right. It's that, that's a double standard, right? There's, you know, cool story, bro. You can say that to anyone. Yeah. Man or woman. But... No I, I feel says, weird saying that to another stiff. woman, actually, to be quite frank. I, I don't say oh, really? cool story, bro, to, like, whoever. <laughs> well, I think it's because the actual phrase cool story, bro, has taken on a, a different meaning. Probably. Um, but, okay, <laughs> you, but you've called me dude before, which I take as a compliment. I'm like, oh, he's comfortable with me. I'm like, one yeah. of the guys. Cool. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, right now, I'm just trying to understand, like, what it like. It's so weird. I, I I use the like some of these words like a little bit more interchangeably, but I think lately like there's just been like a lot of like sensitivity to a lot of it too, and I wish everybody had oh, like your yes. attitude, right? But it's not. Don't take it too personally. Uh, no, I know. <laughs> if, if I say yeah, that. In, in the political climate now. But yeah. I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh, cool story. Like I, I don't think I could like go around saying cool story, bro, and then like you know, some <laughs> from, certain people might get like offended because I just. I just don't know where people's thresholds on being offended are anymore, I think. Yeah, no, that's true. And as a result, I think we're kind of walking on eggshells. And that's why we earn the nickname Snowflakes. I mean, (laughs) if you're offended because someone – because you told a bad story and someone looks at you and says, cool story, bro, and changes the subject, that's pretty much like a diss. It's not them trying to make a sexist remark by calling you bro, especially if you're a woman. But some – I could see it interpreted – in like a different way and like sometimes i don't have the opportunity to give them the context of cool story bro right right so it's better just not to use and it so it's better not to use it but then that's like cognitive and that's load. why you were a manager <laughs> yeah and that's like cognitive load and you're sitting there like oh my gosh like and by then the conversation has moved on that's right and then you just sat there and you're like ah oh, i had a pithy remark but i had to forego it because of the complexity of explaining the pithy remark <laughs> see these are things that prevent <laughs> us from being empty boxes it's so true uh it's so true because wow. i sit there and and i don't know like there's like this like don't get me wrong i i firmly believe in word choice i firmly believe in like diversity inclusion et cetera, et cetera. right like i am but at the same time i'm like the most inclusive person when it comes to throwing shade (laughs) (laughs) i will indiscriminately throw shade at any human being 
and that's totally fine like i think that's like i think that everybody should be able to take like a joke and an insult right right um, right and it, like a you know, not, like said with jest, not like, you know, you can't. Just right. It's the that. intention. It's the intention, that matters, right? More than the semantics. That's right. But at the same time, I, I now agree. it's just like every single thing has to be a little bit more wordsmithed. And because of just like, you know, I just don't know where people's like, uh, like tolerances for like, you know, um, for vocabulary. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I would really encourage people who are offended by speech to um give the person who who committed the the heinous incident to apologize or like give them a chance to like explain that explain why they use that word because if it affects you and you just stew and then you know months weeks years later you bring it up and say oh that person offended me like i just feel like i know for a fact i have offended people before but oh yeah, I like, just don't know when to, when I should apologize, and I know that I probably should be apologizing, but and I want to have that opportunity to make things right. But instead, um, you know, you've got people out there who I think are offended, and they keep it to themselves, which uh, is not is not good for anyone. It's not good for the person who was offended. It's not good for the person who who offended you, because then that person doesn't learn how to temper their vocabulary or how to. You know, or, or how to why improve, certain things, right? or how to improve. Yeah, yeah. And it's exactly. just like, and it's just like, help me understand why this offended you, and give me like a few other options that I should say in the future, and so also be patient with me as I like improve and change my vocabulary because I can't change it overnight. Right. I'm yes. Like, like the reason I said that word is because it's a little bit more pre-programmed into my reptilian brain. And yes, therefore, yes. I'm saying the thing, but like it's going to take me a few iterations to get this f- word out of my system. It's like I'm not changing a fucking SIM card, right? Like, right, right. Like, like, it's like there's like a thing, there's like a process, and it's just so crazy. I don't know. I'm just, yeah, I'm just so floored by it. But at the same time, I think that like I don't know, the discourse has to change, just like the values of like the country changes, right? Like I think mm-hmm. that. Everybody who's like so set in their ways and who's unable to change eventually just gets into a worser spot. So I think that like, you know, it's it's healthy that we're having all these conversations. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I just like I just wish everybody just didn't get so uh, uh, easily offended. I think it's kind of like like we're all yeah. in this together. Um, right. Right. I mean, at, at the core, I, I read an interesting I, I was reading a part of the week. Um, and I haven't heard it's of a that. really what, cool. What is that? The the week is a. It's actually a publication that summarizes um, all of the events that happen in the world and in the United States. It's a news publication. You oh. can get it on iPad or uh, in the printed form. Okay. And what I love about it is they're just short, bite sized. There's a couple paragraphs on what's happening, but they also have the summaries of the leading op eds from a liberal point of view and a conservative point of view. Oh, that's so. Cool. It's very two-sided. Yeah, I'll send you the link afterwards. Um, Or you can just Google it. It's called The Week. And um, an interesting op-ed helped shed light on the fact that, like, I'm, I'm, you know, I identify as pretty liberal. So being from San Francisco and just, you know, being a product of the public school system and, you know, me being an immigrant and, you know, actually a product of immigrants. I was born here. 
But uh-huh. I've gone through experiences where, you know, this old Southern woman was like, oh, you're the cutest Oriental I've ever seen. And I said, wow, <laughs> lady, like I'm not a lamp and I'm not a ramen flavor, but you didn't mean to offend me. So it's Wait. okay. You know, yes, I am. A, I am a nice Oriental girl. Thank you. You know, th- thanks, Aunt Sandy. Yeah. And um, that didn't bother me at all. But but uh, I, I'm very, you know, I am wondering sometimes, like, what is what on earth is going through the heads of of people who who watch Fox and people who you know hang on, to, you know, Tommy Lauren's every word. And I realize it's we're we're fighting for the same thing. Like they feel like their values have been um, threatened. Yep. And we and, and us now, now that we have a Republican in office, we feel like our values are threatened. And, and it's really just two sides feeling the exact same thing. It, it, it's feeling like this existential, oh, my God, the world is changing and everything I hold near and dear and that we have earned and that we've built over time mm-hmm. is at risk of disappearing. And if you look right. at it from both sides, it is universal, yeah, whether yeah. you're a conservative or, or a right. liberal. And um, that's helped me, I think be a little bit more empathetic towards why so many people are, are angry with, with America changing so much with the loss of tradition and the loss of, you know, um, God and, right. um, just, you know, what it used to mean to be, you know, uh, an American according to those ideals. Cause, cause we have a very different definition of it and we're now freaking out that our ideals are threatened with the direction things have been moving lately. Yeah, and I think so. that's the main thing that's like keeping <laughs> that's kind of harm, like consistent on both sides is fear, right? And that's why yeah. everybody is like reacting that the, the way that they are. Um, that everybody is now, you know, kind of fixated on sound bites taken out of context, right? Like some of these quotes right. that everybody gets super offended by, if you read the entire like transcript of like what's happening, it's actually not bad. But what happens is you're like, this one sentence, oh my God, I can't believe they said it. And you're like, well, it's one sentence in a paragraph that's part of like a speech. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, yeah. you, and then you get offended by the, like the, by the sentence. And you're sitting there like, oh God, like, damn it. Because it's a sensationalistic society that we live in right now, right? That yeah. like yeah. each little, like everything hangs on by a thread. And... I think that everybody's just become overly sensitive because everything can cause drama. And because everything causes drama, it's really fascinating that now everybody gets quote unquote trigger happy, right? Like, oh my God, I can't believe so-and-so said this. (laughs) Yeah. And then that thing snowballs. Send the Twitter trolls after them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you're sitting there like, oh my God, like, and then like when 10 people start repeating it, repeating it, repeating it. It loses, like, yeah, all sorts of stuff happens. <laughs> and, and I sit there and I'm just like, I actually want to do the research. I actually want to, like, dig deeper into it. And then now I'm about to jump into a wormhole that I don't need to jump into right now. So, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I'm, But at the same time, I'm still very, uh, very positive about where everything's going. I think that, you know, there's a lot of, like, discourse that, um, uh, that is healthy. It's just that the signal to noise ratio should be switched the other yeah. way. Yeah, and that's my general thinking on it. But uh, yeah, yeah, awesome, Crystal. All right, well, 
2018. It's going to be a great year full of new adventure for both of us. So yes. Awesome. Cheers. Cheers.